guys, welcome to episode 66 of Concentrated, the podcast about all the stuff we find cool and interesting as nerds of color. I'm your host, Maria, and I am here with Eric. Good day. And Manira. Hi. So today we are going to be giving you our review of Paper Mario the Origami King on the Nintendo Switch. But first, it is time for Eric Does the News. I don't think gunshots or laser guns that you're doing are are proper. That's not music. You're just like. No, it's like when the DJ is is like hyping up the next song. You're like. No, no. See that. See that shows us you haven't been to the club lately because it's all about the. My personality would make you think that I go to the club. Fair. I feel also, like you'd walk in and then be like, this isn't for me, and walk back out. I have done, I've done, that, right part, I've done that everywhere. Like, I walk in and I go, nope, not for me. <laughs> you guys are having fun, I'm out of here. <laughs> Fun's not my jam. Anyway, I only have one death this week. It's kind of a sad one because it actually is uh, pretty young. It is uh, Malik B. of The Roots, uh, one of the founding members of The Roots. He died at 47. Yeah, that's young. Um, they did not release how, what he died of, but uh, again, 47 is, is pretty young. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it, it's kind of heartbreaking because, you know, you think about the influence that the Roots as a group have had um, on music in general, not just hip-hop. Like, they've done so many different things. Um, we'll forget about the whole Jimmy Fallon show thing or the ride at Universal. Ugh. But... Hey. It's your paper. Hey, you got to get your money. You got to get your money. But yeah, that is definitely um, a, a blow to the hip hop community and the music industry as a whole. So that sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, dead at 47. Moving along. Uh, we got some big news from uh, Disney this week. They have decided to push Mulan to Disney Plus. Uh, instead of well, it's still going to release in theaters overseas and countries that aren't stupid and can open things because people listened. Um, those type of countries, not America, obviously. Um, yeah, it will be opening still there. Um, it will be pushed to Disney Plus on uh, September fourth, but it's not just normal like if you have Disney Plus and you pay your normal monthly or you got yeah. like the year thing. This will be an additional cost. So if you want Mulan. Um, you pay an extra $29 and you own Mulan after that. It's not a rental. You own it, but it's an additional $29, so it's not included in the price of your subscription. Okay. So is this something new that they're going to be doing from now on? Or... Well, I still plan on pushing it into theaters in China where they're hoping it will do best, but I have a feeling um, they decided to cut their losses in America because, again, we don't listen and there's yeah. no theaters will be open here in America at the same rate that they used to be. Um, so, yeah. So it's just never going to be free on Disney Plus? I have a feeling may- maybe. Yeah, probably eventually, yeah. like give a couple it, years it from now. Months. It's not like they did with, um, with Onward, where Onward was in theaters for two weeks, and then they gave it to you on Disney Plus, um, after a couple weeks had it been released in theaters. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm completely fine with this. Um, number one, I'm most fine with it because it means that I don't have to wait a whole fucking year to see it. Yeah. Um, Number two, with Verizon being one of the largest 
um, cell phone providers and with a lot of people taking advantage of the free year of Disney Plus that Verizon gave when Disney launched last year. Um, Paying $30 to get Milan now when I didn't pay shit to get Disney Plus, I'm good with it. And and I want to make sure that the money gets thrown at it because what my concern is here Mm -hmm. is that if people don't buy it, um, we're going to continue to not get a lot of representation in Disney films. So I'm, I'm here for this move. I mean, listen, the mouse is the mouse and it's always going to find a way um, to, to further line its greasy little pockets. But this time I'm happily giving them my money. I have no problem buying it. Do you foresee them doing that to Black Widow? I don't know. I think uh, like I think they they're doing this is fine for them because I have a feeling they're expecting to make back their budget in China mm-hmm. which yep. this movie was always you know marketed towards China with you know America being the bonus mm-hmm. and I feel like if they still make their money back in China then getting anything extra in through American and other countries that are getting it on Disney plus um, will just be bonus mm-hmm. I do feel mm-hmm. like it's kind of fucked up that they do this with the first like mm-hmm. you know, princess of color mm-hmm. yeah so but at an estimated 200 million dollar budget you know they they can't keep this sitting in the wings they, they, they're losing money not putting it out well i mean that plus in fairness to them um and i feel like i never like cutting disney a break but i'll cut them a break on this one because literally no one had any idea that the pandemic was gonna play out the way that it has and it's not like there is another princess movie um, that is not, or, you know, not a princess of color that's been scheduled to come out around this time and they're doing something wonky with it. I will be interested to see what they do with soul though. Um, isn't that still supposed to be coming out in theaters at last check? Yes. I think it got pushed. So it's supposed to be at the earliest something in like December if, yeah. if they're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So I will be curious to see what they do with that. Same. Um, because if you guys were cool with releasing onward on Disney Plus for free after two weeks in the theaters where it really didn't make money because people weren't going to the movies, um, I don't want to hear no bullshit about paying for Soul. Soul should be able to come out free. Um and, and you should allow subscribers to watch it. So who knows? We'll I- see. I don't think Soul will be free if they put it out. It'll probably be just like Mulan is, um, mostly because Onward had a couple weeks in theaters before it got pushed to Disney Plus. So Whereas, it made some money. Yeah, it made some money in theaters. It made my money. Plus, <laughs> Disney knows that family films are going to make more money if you charge for them. They're they're going by the model that mm-hmm. Trolls Two did. Trolls Two yeah. came straight to streaming and made a shitload of money, more than they were expecting it to, because you know Trolls One wasn't super popular. But Trolls 2, you know, came out and was very profitable because they put it straight to streaming and they charged like $29 for parents to buy it so they could shut their kids up for an hour and a half. Okay. Hmm. And I, I don't think they'll do this with uh, with Black Widow, mostly because one, the budget is higher Two, like Mulan is a one and done type thing. Like it's not like it's not a series, whereas Black Widow, it would be what movie 24 in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So they want to keep that continuity. And and even then, they, they just pushed its date from – they pushed the Eternals and took Eternals' date. And I think Eternals got pushed to February. So they want to keep that thing of, of big-budget spectacle act, action movies in theaters. Yeah. 
I mean, and I kind of November. agree with that, though. Like, I, I am sad that I won't be able to see Mulan in the theaters. I, I think that really is the best way to see it. But I don't know. It's just like that's I still I'm still hopeful that at some point we can go back to seeing these types of movies in the theater. In the theater. Yeah. Mm, no, I'm I, not. I, I need it in the theater. I need. I mean, short of building an IMAX screen in my backyard, I, I need it in, in the theater. Yeah. <gasps> Let's do that. Let's. My house is not big enough to build an IMAX screen. <laughs> like a legit IMAX screen is like 16, what, almost 16 stories. It's something yeah. gigantic like that. Like the real deal, like if you go to the Air and Space Museum, they have a legitimate IMAX screen. It's not like when you go to uh, like your like the AMC in, in, in Largo by my house where they say they have IMAX. No, it's just a little bit bigger. Yeah. It's not a real deal IMAX screen. Maria's like, but do it. We can do it. <laughs> I do I do want to set up something in the backyard, like maybe get the pop-up screen, because I have a projector. I have everything to, you know, once it starts getting a little cooler in the fall, maybe do some Yeah, I, I have a friend that got the inflatable one, because, you know, they've got a couple of different versions. Um, and the one that I've seen that I think is the nicest is the inflatable one, because it's got, like, its own stand. It's huge. Um and it, it looked really cool in her pictures on Instagram of their movie nights in the yard. So <laughs> I, I would consider doing something like that. You know, you could still socially distance because you have a, mm-hmm. a whole projector mm-hmm. and, you know, if everybody wants to, you know, set up their little blanket six feet apart. Boom. Mm-hmm. Make some popcorn. I got a popper. All that good stuff. Yeah, I need you to get on that. Like the weather star already started to change. It's already not as hot. So get on that. <laughs> Bitch where? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Hot laughs> <stuck> outside. <laughs> I need, I need you outside right now. Yeah, it's not that hot. <laughs> well, it's not that hot at night. How about that? And and when would we watch it anyway? No one's watching TV. Like, nobody's watching movies in a yard during the day. Okay, like, it needs to be dark outside. It would be, like, a little bit more fall where the sun is setting earlier so that you can actually make more use of it. Because right now the sun doesn't go, out and go down until fucking 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Love to say September's right around the corner, so it get on right it. right around the corner. Yeah. All right. Any other stories? Um, yeah, I got two more. One, um, I picked up from one of Manira's favorite people. Um, known, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, known shitty person and a public masturbator. Louis C.K. has been spotted at uh, Dave Chappelle's, his little summer camp um, comedy shows that he's been putting on. Mm-hmm. Because apparently Dave Chappelle still bangs with him. You know, okay. remember I, I told you there would be a story about white men failing upward? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But he's not white. He's Mexican, remember? No, I don't remember that. No, I remember him being I, a very white man. <laughs> I don't I don't care if he's white or Mexican. I care that he, you know, forced women to watch him jerk off. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, was very shitty about it and tried to act like that was a normal thing. It's not a normal thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Newsflash. That's not fucking normal. No. He's a fucking perv and a creeper. Um, Who's back? You know, I don't, or yeah. was on until COVID hit. Yeah, listen. You know, I, like we were talking last week around cancel culture. Like, fine. He's not canceled. That's cool. Um, he ain't getting none of my motherfucking money. No. So it's real simple. Like, ugh. Ugh. All right. That's it. That's all I got on him. Thanks, Pusha T. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, you said you had another story. 
Yes, this one's actually a little bit more fun if you are a gamer, which we're going to be talking about video games today. Uh, Microsoft has announced that if you are an Xbox Game Pass uh, member, they will be rolling out uh, mobile cloud gaming starting next month. Ooh, so that you is can, exciting news. Yeah, if you have like a controller on your PC or tablet or whatever, you can play from a tablet or a phone. Um, and you can play, uh, I think, about 100 games that are going to be on the cloud. And oh, it'll be all... Yeah, like an Android phone or tablet. I, I don't believe it's coming to um, Apple devices yet. But they have said, uh, yeah, beginning September 15th, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can play more than 100 games from the cloud on their Android phone or tablet. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a little less excited because, um, you know, team team Apple all day yeah, over, over here. here right. uh, but yeah, Apple for, right. But for y'all that are, you know, living that Android life, congratulations. I mean, it's cool because if I'm not actually playing my Xbox, I'm playing my Switch. So, meh. Yeah. Um, well, it, it's, it's a pretty good thing. And it, they'll have, you know, AAA titles like Destiny 2 and um, Tell Me Why, Gears of War 5. Okay, um, that is pretty exciting. Yeah, and it's, so it's, it's not like you're just playing, cost, right? you know, say what? And this is at no additional cost? If you are an Xbox Game Pass member, it's at no additional ca- cost. All but right, if you're just an cool. Xbox Live member, you know, you have to have Game Pass, yeah. which is probably like, I, I know it's arguably one of the best deals in gaming right now if you have an Xbox Game Pass. Because there's so many games on there. And they're now, constantly adding more. Now, here's the thing, and, and I'm... I'm probably exactly the type of consumer that Microsoft wants that doesn't actually pay attention to the billing. If you get Game Pass because they bill every three months and it's obviously a little higher, it includes Xbox Gold, right? Um, if you get the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, it includes That's what Gold. I thought. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think you can do it monthly where it's like um, – I think it's it's the same price where it's like ten or fifteen dollars a month, but uh, you get the best deal if you buy the yearly where they cuts out like twenty percent of the cost. So it, it's like I said, if you have an Xbox and you're not one of those people that needs to play things the first day, and even then, if if it's a Microsoft title, like when games like Forza and Gears of War come out because they're owned by Microsoft, you get those first day if you're a Game Pass member. Yep. So you can play those immediately without having to drop an extra sixty five bucks. But yeah. if you're not one of those people that needs to play, you know, third party games like an EA game or um. You know, like when I, uh, I'm thinking of another company now going blank, but like y- you can get those games three to six months after they drop, kind of like Netflix, where you know something comes out in the movie theaters and then in six months it's on Netflix. It's the same thing, but with games, and you can download them and play the entire game, and it's yours as long as you have Game Pass. The the thing for me that I think uh, COVID has made me realize is that more and more the services like Game Pass. And the Nintendo online membership are are for me because with everybody home and everybody playing games, like the the level and the number of just shit birds that are playing the the online gaming like Call of Duty and League of Legends and um what's your Apex Legends and stuff like that has just hit a level that I don't want to deal with. So I'm finding more and more like one single player games that I can play without yeah. playing game, shit game pass online. Is perfect for that. Like oh, game it's pass. Great. If it's you don't, so if great. you're looking for single player games, there's so many good games on there. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you, if you own an Xbox, I highly recommend it. Yeah. 
No, it, it is a great deal. I mean, and the thing is that they, they have like a ton of classic titles as well. And then on top of that, like you, you get to support some smaller development companies because there's a lot of games that, you know, wouldn't really sell if they weren't on Game Pass that you can just try out. And I mean, there's, what there's do you lose? Indie, indie games. There's like, a ton of indie my, games. My latest favorite game on Game Pass is um, Felix the Reaper. And it's all about a little grim reaper who dances and it's kind of like Final Destination, but you have rhythm. And you're a little chubby reaper in a in a you know in a vest and slacks, and it's narrated by Patrick Stewart. It's cute. Yeah, it is. It's an adorable game. It's not. There's not a lot to it. It's it's basically a puzzle game, um, but it is probably one of my favorite. That and uh, Gato Roboto, which is like a mixture of Earthworm Jim and you Super Metroid. You've been talking about Gato Roboto for a minute. Oh my god, like, it's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's really. You play as a kitten. You're like the cat of a space ranger, and he crash lands, and you have to go and get help. So he's giving you instructions, and sometimes. Like, the cat doesn't always follow instructions because it's a cat. Cats do what the fuck they want. So sometimes Whatever the cat want. will just respond with, nah. <laughs> but you you go down to the planet and you look around and you find this power suit and you, you know, start piling it as a cat and you do crazy Metroid shit. It's really fun. And it's all in, like, classic black and white, so it looks like an old uh, Game Boy Advance game or Game Boy game. Fun. But, yeah, there's tons of those on Game Pass. So if you if you have Game Pass and you're just using it to play, you know, Battlefield 1942... Or Battlefield 4. Like, expand your options. There's plenty of things, and you got nothing but time now because you're not going any fucking where. You shouldn't be. Yeah. Right. Right. You're right. Yeah, that's the key point. Not that you're not. You shouldn't be. Whole different ballgame there. Whole different ballgame. Yeah. Chill your ass at the house. And now, if you want to feel like you got out of the house, you can go in your backyard with your Android tablet and play your Xbox games on your tablet in your backyard. So you're outside getting some fresh air. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Look at you. Look at you. Get on, get on some I like that. Shit. Yeah, I like what you, you were sit doing on your, there. your porch and drink some iced tea and and play, you know, Gears of War five. And be nosy because everybody yeah, that's at your out neighbors. in their backyard being nosy. Ooh, yeah, my, my neighbors. <laughs> I go in my backyard. Oh, I, I have some bad neighbors now that I'm noticing. Really? Yeah. Care to elaborate? I mean, I know it's not. Well, the neighbors two doors over now. We we just realized that they're storing cars in their backyard. Like it started with I thought somebody just pulled a car in the backyard and I was oh, like, oh shit. Hey, Maybe they, did, you know, somebody's out of town and they don't feel like blocking their driveway. Yeah. Now there's three cars in the backyard. That's hella illegal in Prince George's County, Maryland. It is, and Just I don't. Really? I, yes. I almost want to like I don't want to be the Karen and call the. Don't the, like, be the, the Karen. But at the same time, I don't want them to bring down my property value. First As a homeowner off, now, I have opinions on these things. Listen, first off, you can't be a Karen if you're not a Karen. At the point that he decides to contact his local jurisdiction, he is doing his job as a good member. I'm not going to call code enforcement. Yeah, call code enforcement. is what he is. Yeah. Hey. But as as a homeowner now, I care about these things. You fucking have my property value. When did you become an old lady? When did you become that old lady? I've been an old lady for decades. (laughs) I love soup. I love tea. (laughs) And I love all the gossip. I literally this morning, as my husband and I were making the bed, looked at him and I'm like, when did we become these people that the bed <laughs> must be made every morning? Because I remember when we first got married and you know what was never happening? A fucking bed being made. I'm, I'm still not that person. I'm not one of those. I have to make my bed. And then like I've read oh, all the, the BS psychology like, oh, if you make your bed, it'll make you a more productive person throughout the day. No, I'm going to get back in that no, bed. No. Well, wait, no. have you tried it, though? Have you like tried to like for I've one? Tried it. It I've done it a couple times. It, it, I would say, because it did, I think that's probably where the Switch made. I probably read the same, 
shitty psychology article about like neatness. No, I it was when I was on my Mary Kondo bullshit. If and it was one of those things where I was still it's, going it's, into a physical Marie. office for work. It's Marie yeah, Kondo. It's Marie Kondo. Sorry, so Marie put, Kondo. put some respect on her name. Sorry, Miss Kondo. I'm gonna put some respect. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mary Kondo is like, what did I do? <laughs> Yeah, if I was still going into the office and like I got up and was still getting ready for work yeah. and you know trying to dress nice and you know be a normal person, I might give a shit about it. But now this is what month four or five where we're still at home and no, most days. But that's, but that's I what just she roll out of bed. Yeah, yeah see, but that's the thing. Like I found myself going down that spiral, and so I very much get up, make the bed, have a routine, you know, put a face on, actually do something with my hair, put on real clothes. I haven't. Put I a try face to. On in- Listen, (laughs) I try to do this Monday through Friday just to have a sense of normalcy and to be able to like energize myself because otherwise I could very easily just not. Yeah, you lose track of days. Yeah, you really do. But I have found that for me, there have been a couple days that we've gotten up and we haven't immediately made the bed. By the time I finish my coffee, when I go back in the room to like put on my shoes or whatever, I'm like. Ugh, I can't with this. And I actually make the bed. So listen, maybe some of it is pandemic psychology. Maybe it's just that I'm becoming an old lady. Maybe it's both. But getting I I, I have my processes. Like I get up and I walk the dog and I make my coffee and I make breakfast every morning. Like I'm not forgetting to eat or forgetting. Like I'll take the vacuum around a little bit. But like I'm not I'm not making my bed. My room's not clean. I'm still terrible. Oh, oh, well, then that's, Mm. yeah, it starts with, no no point in a a made bed in a dirty ass room. (laughs) He's he's making the bed and then looking at the floor like, well. Yeah, that shoe's going to stay there. I'll (laughs) I'll push that under the bed. It all depends on, if I get up and and Taco is like very energetic, which he is every morning, like I don't feel like turning around and making the bed because then he has to wait to go for a walk. So I'm like, ah, let's go for a walk. You're happy. You're excited. Don't don't blame that on Taco. That on Taco. Meanwhile, Taco is telling his other puppy friends like, <laughs> "My human is a slob." No, if it, <laughs> if it wasn't for Taco waking me up to go out in the bathroom, I wouldn't get up at normal time. I would I would literally turn over and log into work and just be on my in my bed. So, Ooh. it helps that he gets me up in the morning. Yeah, you got to have a routine. You do have to have a routine. Well, like I say, getting back to it, call code enforcement. Don't let them fuck up your property value. Yeah. Ugh. Manira, you See, know it. The, was, the difference in calling code enforcement. But he's going to be zeroed out. Wait he's a second. He's going to be zeroed out because he's You're the not, new. No, yeah, but she, he, no, no, no. She's he's right, though. New. We're if the only people that have people, moved in. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, those if the other people know, just started howling up, though. No, but you said there there was one there when you it guys got there, there, right? No, no, no. The, the first one appeared maybe two or three weeks ago. And like anytime I would walk the dog in the backyard, mm-hmm. I would see it and like, oh, that's strange. And then this week, two more cars showed up. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I, I say give know. it one more week. I don't know. I say they're going to know it's you guys. I could call new. as long as I don't go out on the porch and like wrap myself in a blanket and watch the code enforcement <laughs> people come. Yep, that yep. might seem a little. Uh, that that is Karen-esque. Off. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> and then just go over and be like, see, uh, uh, officer, officer. <laughs> um, first, it was one car. I'm just saying I didn't know this. Someone else told me in the neighborhood. <laughs> But now it's three cars, and I don't think that's legal. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't call them, by the way. Someone else must have. But I've seen it. You, no, but listen, I've seen it. For not Karen, you've got your Karen. Well, no. See, because what you're missing from that is a sense of entitlement plus victimization. Oh, so exactly. you're not quite there yet. Yeah. And it's hard to do when mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. of that 
species we'll say yeah. see i didn't i didn't go i don't i won't show up with like my ipad with the the county codes on it and be like it's violating this code officer <laughs> it's not like they'll send a real officer it'll be some guy that shows up in an escort that has like a pg county symbol on it mm-hmm. I don't eating think his do lunch it. as he walks to Definitely. the door yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's like i'm just slapping this, uh, this on the door i can see the cars i don't need you to help me sir <laughs> i don't think you should do it also, no. they've not been social distancing. I see them like having parties all the now time. Now you're doing they, other things. Listen, I they've been having like they had like up a little pool party in his neighborhood. Yeah, we were over there one night, and I was there was a DJ. There, there was a lot going you on. Hear the DJ like telling people to two step and they were electric slide. slide, and that mm-hmm. was for them from the same house. Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. definitely call on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I Man- know you don't. Wait a second. Manira says that until she comes over to your house and then she experiences it. And she's going to mm-hmm. be like, but Eric, have you made that call yet? <laughs> what do you mean you haven't made that call yet? No, I'll just I'll just casually drop it in like, so they're still doing this after you made that call? Oh, you haven't made that call. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> See, I'm, I, I'm, thankfully, I have the house next to me that's kind of the buffer, but the house next to me is also the weird rear, rear window house where the guy the doesn't. Weird guy? Leave. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that. He doesn't fuck with me. I don't fuck with him. I see him maybe once a week. But, but you're not worried about them people that he's got either trapped or dead in his basement? Okay. As long as they don't come banging on my door in the middle of the night on some you know, Disturbia shit, yeah. I do have to get Charlie away from like his their side of the, uh, what's his name, because he wants to smell it. I'm like, no, 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 that's not us. We don't, we don't <laughs> we worry don't, about I don't that. Want, I don't want him to start <laughs> digging in the backyard and there's <laughs> no. bones or something. <laughs> that but has nothing that to happens, do with us. And the real news, not Eric news, shows up. I'm going to be there like we always because, you know, how everybody's like, oh, my God, we're so surprised. Mm-hmm. We never would have thought I'd be like, we knew from the day Eric moved in. Yeah, he's, he's been right sketched since the first day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we ain't surprised. We just couldn't call the police because we had no proof. Right. <laughs> and Charlie's like sitting there with his little headphones. He's like, I got proof. <laughs> I'm Charlie. <laughs> Here's his femur bone. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's all the drama in my neighborhood and the news. So. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Well, we're going to we're going to leave the drama of Eric's neighborhood and get into the drama of uh, the Mushroom Kingdom. So we um, we're going to be talking today about Paper Mario, um, which technically the description is, is that it is a cross genre game uh, published by Nintendo for the Switch. This is actually the sixth installment in the Paper Mario series. um, And it is technically the sequel to Paper Mario Color Splash. So um, for... I'm assuming that we have listeners from all different types of nerddom. So for our listeners who are not gamers, what we mean by cross-platform is that it's technically a little bit action-adventure, a little bit role-playing, and a little bit puzzle, all rolled into one. Um, And so this is the first one on the Switch. And so uh, for some of us, we just had to pick up the game. Um, for others of us, we actually had to get a switch and then pick up the game, um, to, to play this game. And the, the, the basic plot of the game. Also, congrats to Manira for being able to find a switch without having to get into some type of underground fight club. Because they have been very limited. Not a light, because I had to, I had to broke boy it up and get a light only because I couldn't find 
a regular one. Yeah, but, but you also did that thing where you got the light and you're like, oh, well, you know what? I don't need all the features of the regular anyway. You know, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with the light. I give I was, you three I was not months perfectly until happy you're like fiending for a regular one. Yeah, no, I Fuck knew. You. I knew straight when you're, up. I like, need you a, have a you have a big ass TV in your living room. How much of how much more much more amazing would it be to like just dock that that switch, take the controller, and play it like a normal system on your couch, instead of putting it up to your face because you're blind as fuck anyway. Ooh, but, okay. Like, so this right. is we all wow. know that. Wow, wow. I mean, I am blind as fuck, but fuck you, Eric. Are we? But wouldn't it be easier to put it on your face? big ass <laughs> fucking seventy inch TV in your living room? Okay, listen, listen. Full transparency here, because this is a circle of trust, us and our four listeners, right? Sure, circle right. Of trust. Um, I plan on getting my wonderful husband a switch. And now that um, I have been exposed to the the places where you can go and get one, because um, really the problem is my ass is lazy. And if I do an online search and couldn't find it, I was like, oh, no, I can't get it anywhere. And apparently our other brother was like, nah, bitch, you just need to get up and go to a GameStop. They <laughs> right. actually have them in stock. Um, so now that I know this, what my plan is, is to buy my husband a Switch because he sees how much I'm enjoying it. He would enjoy it. But instead of getting slowly him, take over his. No, no, that's not the plan. He'll have the better one for a little bit. And you know what? It's fair because usually when it comes to technology, I always get the top of the line shit first. And then he either gets my leftover or gets it later. So we're going to do something different this time. And so you're calling your switch light a leftover. Well, it's definitely not top of the line. <laughs> it's, it's the broke boy switch. All right. And I can own that. So what my plan will be is to get him a regular switch, let him love it, let him enjoy it, see the, pl- the pros of it. And then eventually I will get myself a regular switch. And then the broke boy version will just be given to one of the kids. Probably the stupid teenager. We'll see. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll just trade this bitch in. I'll, you know, go to GameStop and sell it in and put that. Yeah, they'll be like, you paid two hundred dollars for it. We'll give you forty. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's it's, GameStop. Yeah, true. But it's forty. The fucking teenager's not going to give me. True. If anything, I'm going to give her the game and then have to spend more money buying her game she wants to play. So yeah. I don't feel bad fucking GameStop out of a sale these days because they've always been a terrible company. And now that everyone's gone digital. There's like, oh, come in, guys. We we bought Think Geek, so now we have statues and toys and shit. Uh, come in, come into our stores. You know what they don't have? They don't have bags. And they nope. made your brother, <laughs> they made your brother walk out with that switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One of the hottest items on the market <laughs> right. right now. I, I told you they made him. They like the, the the lady at the counter was like, excuse me, sir, but do you have hands? Right. <laughs> because if if you don't no. have hands, then right. you can't leave with this. Dear Lord. Also, we we I can't do... we can't assure that you'll make it to your car without oh, hands. Right. I do okay. want to uh, thank Eric because before I got my very own, he set up his so that I can play it while he was stuck at work for like ever. So I do appreciate that. Yay. Thank you. Yeah, but also the bonus is that like I'm literally to my right, I have my TV and I have my Switch on my cool Mario controller. Look, that- bitch, you, I get it. Why are right? you shaming her? Right, right. Because this is what he has to do. When you sit there and you're like, oh my God, Maria, why are you always such and such? Because fucking Mr. Moneybags over here can't He's let you have it in your face. He, he won't let you ever have any nice things. Oh. If it's not the baller version, he is consistently looking down on you. And I I'm, I'm already not looking, have to worry. No. 
Here you go. Shut it. I'm not. Shut I'm not looking down on you. Already looks I want... down on me because he's six fucking six, and I'm only five two. I'm I don't six four. Him. Whatever. You're I'm six four, shot. and you're four eleven. Calm yeah. down. Get out of here, fucking wicked. <laughs> you. Can it? Couldn't it be that I just want the best for my sister? I think you deserve the best. Don't settle for the broke boy version. Hmm. He wants that the best almost, for you. That almost sounds convincing. Mm-hmm. But I know also, it's not- you're a member of my family. I can't have you out here looking right. broke. <laughs> See, there's the real reason. We can't have nobody in this family running around looking like fucking broke boys. What do we look like? What would everyone else thinks. They're like, oh, Eric's sister's a poor. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's it. That is it. So so now now he's accelerated the timeline and I'll probably have a real switch in the next like three weeks because he's a fucking asshole. But also I really, really miss us being able to record live because me having to record in my lab means that there's a teenager on the other side of the wall that already sent me a text message when I was saying about the and she was like, I'll take it though. Right. <laughs> also, get out my business. Send her one back, like, bitch, who asked you? Against the wall. As <laughs> teenagers sitting there with a cup. <laughs> Wait until this came out. My God, it'll be out tomorrow. <laughs> no, because then that means she actually has to like log into podcast and listen to it. And she's like, "Why am I going to do that? I can hear you recording it." Right. Anyway, okay. let's talk about. I um, miss us recording at the WeWork though. I felt like it felt very professional. Like they had nice, nice, nice amenities. You could get coffee and drink and you stuff don't there. You miss the coffee, don't you? Well, here is the thing. Full disclosure: WeWork has opened back up. Um, you know, obviously it was already limited people there anyway, and on Sundays there's no one there. If that's something that we really want to look at doing again, we can look May- into it. Maybe later. I also don't trust dirty college kids because you're in a college town, and that's I a, don't a, trust like, dirty college kids yeah. either. And I want Manira to feel safe coming out of the room of requirement that she's in. Um, so, listen, what we really need is for ear hustling ass teenager to just like go do some chores or something and stop worrying about what the hell we're talking about. But I digress. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yeah, that was Ooh. real. <laughs> so. Um, let's talk about what this specific, um, Mario paper Mario game is about. So basically it follows Mario and his friends as he sets on a journey to prevent the mushroom kingdom from being transformed completely into origami. So to do so, he's got a free peaches castle from five streamers that are all across the kingdom and basically have it wrapped up and off on top of some random ass mountain. It's like confetti paper. Or like yeah. fancy, fancy Japanese like folding paper. Wait, what is? The 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 strings. The strings. Yeah, the strings. Oh, I thought that they were just literally streamers, but the but the origami king is turning everybody into origami. Are they fancy streamers? It's paper. I mean, the whole thing is about paper, but it's not like the paper <laughs> that Mario and them are. Because like well, Mario, yeah. like the previous it, games have been based around like. Yeah, the previous games have been based around like paper and stickers, and you would use stickers for power-ups, where you don't have that in this game. Yeah, this one is all paper and confetti. Uh, so, where do you guys want to start? Um, I well, Eric, I mean, the the basic story would be that that Mario and Luigi show up at the Mushroom Kingdom for an origami festival. Okay, um, are we going to get all the way in the story? No, no, I was just talking about the basic like. <laughs> They show up and every the the whole place is deserted and um, then they start walking in. You meet Peach and she's not the same Different. Peach. She's like folded <laughs> and that's one of the things I do love about this game. Like 
they they juxtapose the two art styles so much differently. Like you yeah. have three dimensional objects, like the their um their Mario Kart that they pull up in, mm-hmm. but then you also have Mario and Luigi who are like two dimensional flat images. But then you have the origami, which is a completely different art style and has mm-hmm. to be its own like its own geometry based around it because it is legitimately folded origami. Um, and, and that's beautiful. That blew my mind when I saw it and the way that everybody moves. Um, that's one of my favorite things about this is just the art style. Yeah. Well, one of the things, this being the very first Paper Mario game that I've ever played, that threw me off, full disclosure, when Mario started going across the screen and he's 2D, 2D, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with Mario? Why does he look like this? And I'm like, yeah, it's so right, it's weird paper, because it's, it's, it's a so two-dimensional object moving in a three-dimensional plane. In a three-dimensional mm-hmm. platform. And to Eric's point, it's beautifully done. Yeah. And that like, was mind-blowing to begin with in the early Paper Marios. Now, like, they added in this origami thing. Like, between that and, like, the, uh, the Yoshi yarn tails, like, where everything is made of yarn, like... Someone at Nintendo is on some like DMT type shit and just taking mushrooms and like, what if it was paper? (laughs) And then there's a bunch of developers. Thank you for that because I love uh, it. uh, Okay. (laughs) Is that all you got? Yeah. Just paper, dude. What if they were made of yarn? I'm waiting for them to like do shrooms and come up with Mario oatmeal and everything's made of like oats. Holy shit. Yeah. you're not high Actually, enough for that yet. No, 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 no. We haven't we haven't hit that we level. Touched that surface. Dear lord. Or like everything's made of food. Okay, that could actually work. Mhm. Nintendo, get at us. We've got I, ideas. I need I need to send an email to Reggie Philzami and be like, "Hey, I got some ideas." I don't Do you want like credit for it? Oh, of course. Um, Look who you're asking. You, of course I want. Then the it might not work out for you. <laughs> No credit is going to be given. So getting into it, you know, outside of the art style, which Eric brought up, which I think is a really great point because it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is bright. Um, it is very lively. I, I There's no way that you can open up this game and just not feel happiness. It's just yeah. a very happy um setting to be in and playing in a game um what I, I think that we should go with the cons first uh before we get into the pros so um are there any any things that are glaring to you guys that you found as like downsides to this game you have to do things in order when we talked you and i talked yesterday and you said that you were stuck at um toe town I too was stuck at Toe Town and I was like, that's odd that we'd both be there. So I went and I started talking to everyone, literally everyone. Anyone I saw that said, A, talk, talk to me. Tell me, tell me what's going on. And from there I was able to figure out, okay, well then, and I still don't know what I did that made it yeah it it, it has those those roots in like standard rpg games Mm -hmm. where you have to talk to everyone and like there's little side quests it's not like a a standard mario platformer where it's like get from point a to point b it's like you have to stop along the way and talk to c d and e so i i mean and a b and c yeah depending (laughs) on your 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 love or hate for rpgs because at at its heart this is something of an rpg but it's as marie said it's it's a cross genre game so it has yeah. RPG elements and all that good stuff. I don't think I hate it. I think I just, I needed to know that. And now that I do know right. that, mm-hmm. I am 
more educated, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's exactly what my experience was. Because like, listen, I am the queen of falling down the Elder Scrolls rabbit hole. I'm all about RPGs. But coming into a Mario title, I wasn't expecting it to be RPG heavy. Because to Eric's point, Mario games are always point A to point B. And I think that for the first couple of hours that I played it, I was pretty frustrated at the idea that I was moving along as if it was a Mario game. And even as you go from one um, land or area to the next, I would need to go back because Mm -hmm. I couldn't do X thing in this new area because of something I didn't do before. Like, Like the idea that you had to free toads that were not even in Toad Town. Mm -hmm. They were already in the woods or whatever. You had to free them to be able to go back to open the doors to go into the stores (laughs) to buy items. And I'm like, yep, that's that's all RP. Well, I mean, like, if you look at the roots of Paper Mario, um, they came from uh, the N64 game Mario RPG. And that was the first, like, legitimate RPG game in the Mario series. And then they, they basically grew into Paper Mario and... Um, What's the other one? Um, the Mario and Luigi series on the 3DS, which is really yep. good. Um, those are more story-based and they're more fun. Paper Mario is more like, it's more of the spectacle. It still has a lot of the RPG elements, but like Paper Mario is more of the turn-based strategy. Um, and, and that they kind of put some of that into this game as well, where it's it, the, the fight, the combat system is turn-based. Yeah, I mean, and and that was the thing, like to Manira's point, once I recognized like, okay, it's cross genre, but it is heavy RPG, then I was fine. Then all of a sudden I'm looking at the maps when I had never looked at the maps Mm -hmm. before because like, how many toads have I freed? Mm-hmm. How many holes have I fixed? What's going you know, on with my percentage? Yeah. Right, right. Wait, wait. There's more There's more um, treasures. I haven't gotten mm-hmm. all the treasures here. And so it, for me, actually made the game much more valuable as mm-hmm. far as what I spent on it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, normally if I drop $60 on a game, it's because it's an online game that I'm playing with my brothers and my friends and, and my kids. Um, very rarely will I buy a, a a single player game at full price because I'm like, I'm going to get through it in a couple of days or in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then it feels like a waste of money. And with this particular Mario title, I feel like there are months of, of yeah. play time here, because mm-hmm. even if you finish the story mode, there's still so much shit that you're supposed to do that you haven't gotten done that you can continue to play it and get some value out of it. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. It was hell of annoying at first, not recognizing that mm-hmm. it was going to lean more on the RPG side. And that was our hubris, I guess. Yeah, I say not to mention the first hour or so. There's always like the, the learning curve where every time you stop at something, you have to go through the dialogue and like learn what you're doing and learn the learn the fighting mechanics, learn the, the level mechanics and how things interact and how you can interact with like the hammer or your boots or mm-hmm. like you get upgraded hammers and stuff later on. Can we talk about the X uh, 100 feet extra like grab oh, arms? Oh, yeah. the, the, what is it? The, the thousand fold um, slinky arms? Yeah. That's one of my favorite mechanics because it also, it uses the accelerometer in the system. It's my favorite, but it's like, I look stupid doing it because oh, I'm I like. that shit off. Oh, did I you really? That's yeah, the best you can, part. You can go into the settings. I kept rumble and everything else on, but after a couple of times of me leaning <laughs> and, and my husband looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? I became very conscious because I looked, I looked special, y'all. Like, 
Yeah, because you gotta lean forward, like in some of the boss fights when you have the. It's not a light lean. It's like no. Lean. They want you to get in that shit. Yeah, so I went into the settings, and it became most apparent when I started fishing. Mm-hmm. And trying to like throw the reel and everything, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm done yeah. with this." Shit yeah, I was like, "Almost I'm done dropping with your this. shit." Mm-hmm. I went in the settings and cut it off, so now I can control it with um, you control it with the buttons. So oh, if you get tired fun. of that, is a bummer. <laughs> listen, I'm I'm still very much enjoying the game, okay. not looking like I'm having a seizure in the process. Did so you, did you get to the boss fights where you start using it when you use the the folding arms and some of the mm-hmm. boss fights? No. That's it, like I feel like that's really fun because I feel like I'm really getting a, a hit there because like you're you're slamming them yeah. down. So so when because you said that you were on the top of the mountain when you fight mm-hmm. the boss on the mountain, um I don't want to ruin it for you because it's so insane what you are fighting, um but yeah you will use it that'll be like okay. the first time you really, you use, really it. use it. Mm-hmm. Okay yeah because now it's just I'm just you know uncovering like secret doorways and stuff like that. And ways to jump up and well, not inside. not to ruin it, but like some of the bosses are really cool and like. But you're gonna like, ruin it. I'll, I'll ruin one of them. <laughs> the rubber band boss, like he is literally oh. a pile of like rubber bands, and he has arms. That and sounds legs. fun. But like he doesn't look like the origami. He looks three dimensional, but it's a pile of rubber bands. Like mm-hmm. it looks like something you would see in a Pixar movie, like in a, in a Toy Story, if they had a rubber band man. Well, yeah, wait like, a second. All we're, this we're attacks doing the game, so band. I feel like nothing's off limits. The colored pencil boss. It is literally a box of colored pencils. That's so fun. Well, that's what you're getting ready to fight. And it is, I enjoyed it so much because Mm -hmm. the idea of turning a box of colored pencils into a boss and you literally, like, you're not just fighting the box and you are also not just fighting the pencils Pencils. within the box. It's, It's just a really cool, different perspective on what a boss in a game should be and i i really really enjoyed it well, and not, that's not just the, the first bosses, time like yeah i thought it was really cool that they they like you have origami versions of the classic enemies you know your goombas mm-hmm. your your koopa troopers but you also have these new uh origami enemies like the ninjas like the ninjas were cool as shit i was like you've yeah. never had that in a mario game you never had a ninja Going yeah. back to a con, I need more of the um, uh, what is it? Benches that um level up. That oh, you the, the yeah, yeah that I need more of those. Yeah. They didn't sprinkle them enough for me. <laughs> I no. kept finding them by accident, like walking past them, and then I'd I'd get my ass beat, and I come back, and was like, oh, okay, I could have healed up right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I keep like because they're always next to like a cabin or something, and I'm like, oh, uh, no, that's just part of the decor. Like, no, sit on this bench and heal up, stupid. <laughs> I also think I, I definitely have um, a con. Some of the weapons and the 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 lifespan of the weapon, mm-hmm. like with like the the um, iron beat. boots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they break or they stop being useful. But you can't, like, go repair them. It would be nice if you gave me, like, a lot of RPGs will be like, oh, your weapon is damaged. You know, you can pay this and repair yeah, it. And here, yeah, and here it's like, oh, you need some boots? Because you can <laughs> only replace them. And I'm like, dog, you can't give me, like, a discounted rate to just fix the 12 pairs I've already bought? I got to buy six more pairs at, you what, do. like, three, 500 coin a pop? That's ridiculous. Find you some coins, bitch. Oh, I mean, listen, I stay finding coins. <laughs> all right. 
hey, come here, random Goomba. I'm going <laughs> to beat your shit. I'm going to beat your ass, get them points. I'm going to leave out of here and come, come back, back so that your ass is right here so I can beat you again. Yep. Got to get that paper. Yeah. Man. Shit ain't free. Nah, man. And let's talk about it. These toads are raping the system. All right. Their prices for everything are ridiculous. Yeah, they're ridiculous. These are some expensive ass toads. And I feel like they're not showing you the gratitude that they should be showing you. Because you're saving their asses. You save them from being folded into existence of origami. Or, like, we can get a little bit more into this later, but, like, they're them being wiped off the face of the earth. Um, <laughs> but, like, when you need them during a fight, you, you have, have to pay them. them. You have to pay them. Why yeah. do I have to pay you? I saved your life. You can't if help you pay me. Them, if you don't pay them, they're just laying on the um, bench, like, watching. Like, bench hey. watching, like, hey, oh, good. way to go, Mario. Yeah. What the hell? Like, bitch, I saved you. You can't come in and, like, throw one hand. I can't. No. <laughs> yeah, these toads be on some bullshit. It's, like, to me right now, saving the toads, it would be the equivalent of, like, curing the pandemic in Florida. Like, they don't deserve it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But you know it's the right thing to do. No, mm-hmm. you would cure them and they'd be like, that pandemic was fake anyway. That's why I didn't get it. And then bop away. Yep. <laughs> it's like, where are you going? Anyway, Mario, that's going to be 20 bucks. <laughs> right. well and here's the other thing about saving the toads um they get folded into different shapes so sometimes they're folded yeah they can be folded literally into anything but i what i find interesting is that when they get folded into animal shapes you're still you you're just folded why the fuck are you behaving like this animal stop bouncing around bunny and let me fucking save you or that dog that just wants to bark at you Uh yes like they're folded into weird shapes or they're just stuffed somewhere like they're balled up and stuffed in under like a log or like on the top of a tree and you got to hit the tree and they just fall out you're like oh thanks mario yeah i hate the grasshoppers the i chased a grasshopper for a good five minutes (laughs) and i was like i i don't like you in real life so you know i don't like you in paper form but wait did you get to um have you gone to like the little golf course yet uh-huh. Where where they've got the bunny that's in the fucking hole, and there's like seven holes, and he keeps like bouncing Going around. Say, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to save you, stupid. That, that nope. bunny was a dick. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Oh, if I had realized it was you, you're you're origami. You cannot see. You can't see. It, it's me, Mar- Mario, trying to save your ass. Like, come on, bunny. Yeah. I'm I'm the only person on this planet that's not a mushroom. Mm-hmm. Literally." I hate you. Or a weird <laughs> dragon egg person. Or Luigi. Yeah. Who just oh, drove off with my car. <laughs> fucking over Luigi from the start. I was like, come on, Luigi. Like, you have a series of spooky horror-based games. <laughs> you don't know that you're not supposed to leave Mario and go, like, tip the valet or whatever his reason was to, like, go out somewhere. And then you see his hat when they move the castle. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck? Did you I guys just so kill sad. Luigi? Right, I got so sad. Yeah, I was, I was like, very happy. But look, but I was happy when they brought him back. But then he's like, "All right, I'm out." Uh, and just like, yeah. oh, no. it's like, like snatch that hat from Olivia. <laughs> it's yeah. Mario and Luigi. Where are you going? Nah, clearly it not this time. Out. He peeled out. Did you see the little tire marks? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, I got a, I got a thing. Bye. <laughs> you got this, right? Okay. Uh, I will say, too, I think one of the I don't think it's a con as much as as it's just something that you really have to get used to. Um, 
is the idea that because it's a mix of 2D and 3D animation, the fact that Mario is flat navigating this 3D world means that he doesn't turn the way that you think he should turn because he's a fucking piece of paper. And like, especially like when you're going through things where you have to jump over spikes and things like that, like where you think you are, the perspective is sometimes a little skewed because he is 2D, but like, you know, the moving things are 3D. And so you think you're in the middle and apparently you're on the back edge of it because now you're flying off. So that's a little wonky to me. And again, I think for me, this is a a personal thing just because I haven't played other Paper Mario games. I'm sure that, you know, for any of our listeners that have played Paper Mario, it's something that they're already used to, but it is definitely an adjustment. It's it's still weird and will cause like a... uh you know, standard trial and error, like, oh, I thought I was over here, but I'm really over here because I am flat 2D plane. Right. Not to mention he casts a shadow, which is weird, but, like, you need, you know, he doesn't cast the shadow that a 2D thing should cast, but that's just me nitpicking. That was a that was a nit that you decided to pick. Yep. But it's, wor- it's worth picking. Um, because the thing is, like, this is a... a game that's rated for everyone um and listen it's it's getting great reviews i mean and and it is fantastic It, it really is a good game but like i could see if i had a little one who i'm like oh i'm going to get them this mario game throwing a switch out of frustration because the way that the the movement works may not quite make sense and you know children are well, some adults are too, but children are prone to the type of tantrums that end up with controllers flying. And I can see a kid tossing a switch over Mario not being able to jump over something. So I I, I wish it's something that they improve upon in future iterations of this game. So you're you're fine with them. It's more of the controls thing. It's not the uh, the the new character Ollie, the the, the origami king, who is clearly uh, Hitler inspired and some type of fascist. <laughs> You're fine with that with that part of the game, because um, he definitely oof. got into like cult leader, like <laughs> Hitler esque things when he was like, "Oh, you need to be folded to be perfect." Perfect. Yeah. I yeah. And that little this, outfit uh, that he put on too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, his weird like uh, swoop uh-huh. over his eyes, like oh, he got very emo. <laughs> Listen, there are a couple of characters. In I'm this just gonna game. say it: the Toads are clearly the Jews in this game. <laughs> because he wanted to eradicate the toads because they weren't perfect. Yeah, he did. They are they are not perfect. Someone perfect. should have gone over those lines a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, and some of the dialogue is laced with some not necessarily kid-appropriate innuendos. Like when toads are talking about things, not necessarily sexual, but just like things that are kind of over kids' heads and like – more adulty jokes like I find myself frequently like reading the little snippets specifically from the totes because Olivia is fucking annoying um and a lot and nothing that she says is actually funny but you can tell it was meant to be funny um she just ends with you the whole time so yeah she just ends up coming off like Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde like it's just I can't with her um Oh, sorry. Elle Woods? Do you, do you feel do you feel <laughs> some way about Elle Woods? You felt that she was Elle Woodsy? A little bit. A little bit. Oh. Like, 
I'm cute and I'm really helpful, but I'm also a dingbat. That's 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 Olivia. I don't um, know that I would do that to one Elwoods. Whatever. No. Listen, I don't like Olivia as much as you do, but I I don't think that she was Elwoods. We will agree to disagree. We will agree to disagree on that one. I mean, Eric, look, would you like sir, to put anything in there? Thanks, sir. I, I mean, I didn't want to say anything, but I mean, I've seen Legally Blonde one and two, and she she's pretty smart. She's a little annoying, but that's more of her like, oh, I'm white, but like, well, but I mean, she, but that's she got the thing that on her law exams, she but, did, but in her L stats. But here's the thing: Olivia is technically very helpful, and she's not dumb. Like she actually gives you hints, but she comes off in a very like stereotypical dumb blonde kind of way. And then they they even made like her costume yellow, and it's just it's annoying and it's a lot, and I don't need it. Maria really hates Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys meet Bobby yet? Yes. No. The bomb, the amnesiatic bomb. Yes. Yeah, he's no. one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Bobby is the best. When you meet Bobby, you're going to love Bobby. Because Bobby's just all about chilling. He's out here making friends, trying to have, like, a canned food party. Like, he's he's living his best little life. Yeah. And, and unlike Olivia, he helps you in battle. He's very helpful. Well, he's sort of helpful in fights. He's not Some. completely helpful. He's, he's more, more helpful, helpful than, than toads. <laughs> yeah, he's, more helpful than... I don't have to pay him to do you, shit. Right. Okay. He's yeah. more helpful than them damn toads. And he's actually... More helpful than Olivia in a lot of ways. He's grateful that you saved his life, unlike this, the toads. And and here's the other thing, and then I promise I'll stop bashing Olivia. But here's the, <laughs> here's the other issue fuck, with fuck that bitch. Here's and, and this is more of a game mechanic. She, Olivia is supposed to be your helpful companion, and she's mm-hmm. supposed to give you hints along the way. And the way that the gameplay works is once you hit. Um, action A or let's say action C right mm-hmm. and she gives you the piece of advice for action C and again RPG so you're going back and forth and you go back to do something else her advice doesn't change based on where you are in the game so if the last thing you did was like go into the earth elemental ty- uh, temple mm-hmm. then all advice she gives even if you come out to go like fix something or do something else is we really should get back into the temple bitch i know i'm trying to get but i gotta some- get some other stuff <laughs> i gotta get some confetti to fix the shit in the temple like right. what are you talking about so and and that's that's a game mechanic that mm-hmm. it just doesn't adjust um and then also she's not helpful outside of pushing the story along so like trying to figure out how to get a toad from out of a certain place or how to um unlock something so like for example in toad town um in the building that that's next to the cafe there is um that extra treasure chest upstairs that you can't jump across for Mm -hmm. and then there's a whole nother level to the top of that that looking you can't you figure can't. out how to yeah. get up there. And no matter how much you're like, hey, Olivia, X, help me out here. What am I missing? What part of this puzzle am I missing? She's well, hey, not. Olivia, fucking- you can fly. Why don't you help me? <laughs> right, right. There's no help there. And it's not until you figure out that if you pound the desk, the umbrella will open up and you can jump on the umbrella. And mm-hmm. like, it, it's, she's not as helpful as she could be. And it's almost like she's not really helpful. That's fair. Yeah. So well, yes. then, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that, maybe that's a bug that they need to 
fix a little bit. Yeah, I'm also I'm also a little um, bummed out that there are there's no voiceover in this game and it's all just pop ups like none at all. Not that not that Mario games have ever been heavy on dialogue, but like you none. There's there's never Mario saying they, it. They did Mario. make sure to like no. Well, I mean, well, no, that's Luigi talking at the beginning. Right. But, yeah, Mario doesn't say anything, but at least they like type it in in his accent. So he mm-hmm. says, "It's a Mario." Mario. <laughs> I don't so know. So you read Mario. it in your head that way. Yeah, I read it in Luigi's <laughs> oh, voice. Oh yeah, you absolutely read it in the voice. But I mean, come on, guys, this is game number six of just one of the what five or six different Mario series. Yeah, there's literally like four different series of Mario games, and that have been. Going back to the 90s, you really couldn't, like, let Mario say it's a Mario. That's a typical trope of of RPGs that you have to read a lot. I was disappointed that you can't skip dialogue or speed read dialogue. Yeah, no, you have to let it play. I am not a fan of that. I like, because, you know, I I read fast. I like to be able to skip through things because I feel like it's taking longer than it needs to for me to read half a paragraph. Yeah. And, And that's the thing. I feel like not that reading is bad, and I like reading. There is a lot of reading in this game um which again to eric's point leans to the whole rpg-ness of it because in rpgs you're normally doing a lot of reading um and at least if nothing else i'll give this game credit because a lot of rpgs tend to be drawn and colored in very dark and more neutral coloring and so to have like this vivid brightness of the Mushroom Kingdom and of this um, world, it makes the reading a little less drab because at least there's bright colors and cheery music going on, but it's still a lot of fucking reading. Speaking of music, um, I love every dance scene in this game. And you keep getting them, like, every time you defeat a boss, you do, like, a little dance party. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need more of those in Mario. I like the trees. The trees are adorable. The little dance party that Grandpappy Sap (laughs) and the trees did. Unhelpful-ass Grandpappy Sap. All right. All right. I mean, he really like we did a lot to fucking save his ass. And what did he do for us? Yeah. Uh, he made it less foggy and allowed us to leave. I mean, but then yeah, okay, right. And then you know what happens? Then you leave you got to come back. And you didn't realize there was like sixty percent more fucking toads to save. <laughs> so at some point, you know, you got to go back to the woodland woods to save all the goddamn toads. <laughs> Because you look at the map and the map's like, so you didn't do anything here. It's like, well, I did everything. What do you mean? You did nothing. Nothing is complete Dude, here. When I go back and I look at my map, the the newer the level, the more complete it is because I figured out I got to do all this shit. And I keep looking back to Woodland Woods and I'm like, fuck, man, I got to go back. I don't want to do it, but I got to go back. There's like, I literally. percent What do you mean? Dude, I saved like like 15 or 20 percent of the toads and i'm like that's, wait that's what why i stick to the story mode like if i can stick to the main narrative i'll get through like that's probably why i'm further along than you guys because i'm not going back to save toads with their ungrateful asses <laughs> i gotta save them though <laughs> i got to you know, i don't want another toad like asking me oh but have you saved so and so? And then I have to look. So you're gonna them be like, oh, you went, you went through like, the no. woodland woods. Did you? Right. Did you see my cousin Bobby? Cousin? Right. And I'm like, what? Ooh, Bobby. No. Uh, no, no, no. I don't. I don't know him. Right. <laughs> I don't know Bobby. What about Jimmy? Oh yeah, no, I totally saved Jimmy. Jimmy. Well, what's he look like? 
Uh, uh, you know, you know Jimmy. <laughs> you know Jimmy with his Jimmy stuff. Right. That Jimmy. That Jimmy. Anyway, I, I gotta go. You guys gonna help me or do I have to pay? You gonna give me a coin, a tip, something? Right. No. And then he just bops off. <laughs> like, oh, and okay. they talk shit about you behind your back. That Mario. They do. Oh. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. I, I think, I think the beauty of this game is that because of all of the things that we've said, you really can choose how you play it and enjoy it regardless of which way you decide to play it. And I think that's really cool because I think that for a lot of games, um, that's just not the case. Yeah. You know, so we're not going to talk about the confetti. Oh, no, let's part. do it. Let's do it. Let's talk <laughs> about the confetti, confetti is definitely a pro. <laughs> it is the absolute favorite part of this whole entire, this whole entire. <laughs> if you ever get bored, you just confetti. toss confetti uh-huh. in there. <laughs> like it's a little <sighs> celebration every time you toss it. What are you celebrating? I knocked that toad out. <laughs> <laughs> I put a patch in the floor. Now it's right. back to, to being floor. All right, full transparency. There have been a couple of times that I've saved toads and then they've annoyed me, so I hammer them and flatten them again. <laughs> it doesn't turn them into origami, but it makes me feel better because once I slam them, then I throw confetti like ta-da! <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and just even the mechanics of how the the confetti is coming out, you would think for a Mario game it would be a lot clunkier. Um, and then it is, and it's actually pretty, like the way that the origami, like when he tosses it, it's, it's similar every time, but it lands differently when you're scooping it up. Like y- you don't always get the exact same colors in the exact same places mm-hmm. um, when you when you launch the origami and or the confetti. And I think that that's a really cool. Yeah, um, there's a ridiculous amount of work that went into doing that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you can see it. I mean, you know, obviously a seven-year-old playing this isn't looking for that. But, like, as an adult playing it, it just – the detail with which every single aspect of this was done, um, even in in how they transition from paper to non-paper items – uh, and 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 the contrast of having them right next to each other because it's not just Mario like it, in so many places like if you're in the cafe like you're seeing regular 3D pots and pans mm-hmm. with toads like working in the kitchen and stuff and it's just it is beautifully done. Yeah, I enjoy this game a lot. I yeah, see I'm a big fan. Playing it a lot. I would say my only other con would be the updated combat system. I, oh, yeah, let's at, talk about that. At times, I felt it was too simplistic, and then at times, I was like, "There's not enough enough depth to this." Because I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, you're you're doing the same two attacks, um, unless you're using like the the folded arms, but fighting Goombas and ninjas, like you're using the like I did like the variety in enemies, mm-hmm. but I feel like there wasn't enough. Well, so basically, you you're in this new circle where you have to essentially line things up to make mm-hmm. a more powerful attack. It's still turn based, but like. It's not like typical turn-based, what you would see in an RPG. No, it, it isn't. And I also think that um, the differentiators between the boss battles in this turn, turn-based turn um, battle system um, versus, you know, your typical just goons, mm-hmm. I, I like the way that it's done in the boss battle better because i think it's much more challenging the boss battle also like flips the the perspective like you're not Mm -hmm. in the center anymore you're on the outside you're on the outside trying to get in um and so it the the puzzle is 
incredibly more challenging than the puzzle that you're doing, just doing everyday battles. And I wish that they had implemented a little bit more of that in the regular battles because they get kind of monotonous and you're yeah. just doing them to get mm-hmm. coins. And if you've ever played an RPG, you know that you're going to go through 8,000 of these little uh, small battles before you get to a boss. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like if they would have added a little bit more variety to that or added more weapons or power ups, then you might have been able to squeeze that out a, bit, a little bit longer because by the time you get to a boss, then you're, you're finally excited because you're fighting something new after you've mm-hmm. fought 8,000 rounds of Goombas and Ninjas. I do like the macho um, paper mache Goombas, though. Um, they're they're pretty cool, and having to like hit the sticker off of them in the back and then kind of fight them in a more traditional Mario yeah. way. Mm-hmm. I you thought that was a really get good out of their nod. way. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a really good nod to like just traditional Mario Brothers because that's how you fight everything in in regular Mario Brothers. Yeah, you can't um, touch you. Right, you can't mm-hmm. let it touch you at all. Um, I also am a little disappointed that you don't have the ability to like, or at least I haven't found it yet, the ability to like increase your jumping height. Mm. Like there is double jump. There is none of that. And no, and I miss well, it. I mean, partially it's because you're still doing platformer things. So you have to like knock down a tree to use that to get yeah. a time. Mm-hmm. They want you to solve puzzles along the way. Yeah. And I think that that's. Again, it's about, it was just about shifting my paradigm after playing for about an hour. I wasn't expecting it to be so puzzle heavy um, because it seems like every goddamn thing is a puzzle. Puzzle everything. Which which is which I really which is like. Good. Yeah. yeah, I love puzzle games. I just didn't realize this was going to be one be at one. first. Um, so, yeah, literally the first hour was great but a little frustrating. And then once I figured out, I'm like, oh, this is great. So now it it like – increases the playtime because I'm looking for every single puzzle because of course there's got to be a puzzle here. It's not just as simple as me walking through hitting that tree and then going to the next level. Yeah, like, there's so much hidden. Like it yeah. increases the replayability. Uh-huh. It really, really does. All right, well, do we have anything else um, specifically about the game? No, I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I think they kind of knocked it out of the park on this one. Um, like I said, my only big beef would be the combat system. And even then, that's only when you're fighting normal opponents. When you're fighting bosses, it's really cool and fun. Yeah. So we, we've we never really done a, a, a rating system. So why don't we say out of out of five, what would you give it, Manira? Out of five toads? Yeah, out of five toads, what would you give it? Uh, for me? Four. I give it four. Because um, right. I, I feel like it it will last. I'm going to go back and play it again. Um, I think it'll be fresher when I stop playing it and then come back to it. So, yeah, no, four. Four for me. What about yeah, you? Not, not to mention if they if they do any, like, DLC add-ons later on. Mm. Plus, there's so many good characters in this game. This is, this is a point from the Mario universe you don't normally see where you get to interact with people like individual goombas or a yes. bomb or like even they gave all the little people like um like bowser jr and bowser himself a lot more to do you get to interact with those people that you like normally it's just like bowser bad stop bowser right like now you have to kind of help him because he's the the, the origami yeah, bowser's king. not bad <laughs> bowser's yeah. actually our friend here he's still what bad but, the, you know. still bad right they still hate the us enemy, <laughs> the enemy of the well, my enemy still, is my yeah, friend enemy, yeah, yeah exactly the enemy um, of my enemy is my friend yeah that's i it. would i would give it uh, I would say yeah, around a four. It would have been a three and a half, but like the the art style and like the the changing um the the ability to have like 
3D, 2D, 2.5D, and then this amazing origami system they put together for these characters. Yeah, that that brought it up to a four for me. Yeah, I, I think that I'm also a four on this one um, for all of the reasons that we've really said. And, and really, the couple of things around the turn-based battling um, and and Olivia, honestly, like Olivia kept this from being a 4.5 toad game for me. Um but, but it's, <laughs> God, I hate her. Um, she, she's like the Jar Jar Binks of the Mario world. Yeah, I said it. I said what I said. Um, but it really is a fantastic game. Jar Jar Binks' I, brother wasn't Hitler. <laughs> well, this is That's true. fair. That's fair. Well, so she's worse than Jar Jar Binks, see? She's related. She's to, not her brother's keeper. She's related to little origami Hitler. Um, but I think, especially for me, not having played a Mario game in easily 10, 15 years, yeah. um, outside of you know some Smash here and there, uh, it's it is a fantastic title. Um, as close to the perfect Mario game as it could be, I think, without addressing some of the concerns that we had. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a four toed. Uh, so I think we're kind of unanimous on this yeah, one. It's, it's not mm-hmm. bad at all. The combat no. system is just kind of blah. Yeah, it leaves a little to be desired. So if, if, but listen, you if you're just one of those people that likes beating shit up in a Mario game, just go around smashing everything with your hammer. You're gonna get you'll find something. Game. Or if you're looking yeah. for an RPG that's not so serious, like if you want a fun yes. RPG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it will brighten your day. Yeah. Yeah, so we definitely, definitely recommend picking up uh, this title if you have a Switch. Um, I would just like to say really quickly, because this was my first foray, uh, yeah, this is my first foray into a Switch, and I fucking love it, and I didn't think I would. I I thought everybody was like, oh, the Switch, in my mind, again, being kind of an elite. So saying saying that now, um, how soon until we get both of you into Animal Crossing? Um, so full disclosure, as soon as I told my eldest, who, if you're listening, congratulations again on your wedding yesterday. Um, as soon as I told her I got a light immediately, she was like, but Animal Crossing. And I was like, I know. So I think I'm going to give myself at least another two weeks, um, fiddling around with Mario. And then I'm going to go ahead and do the digital download of Animal Crossing. I'm I'm just going to dip my toe here into conspiracy. Okay. Nintendo produced Nintendo produced the pandemic to sell Animal Crossing. Look at the dates. Animal Crossing came out like two weeks after the lockdown, became one of their best selling games in years. Bitch, aren't you addicted to Animal Crossing? Um, I know, bitch. So, uh, anyways, um, (laughs) close your third eye. I am. I'm going to wait a while. What? Why are you just saying (laughs) Animal Crossing after what I was saying? I'm going to wait a while. Um, My sister, when I brought my uh, Switch home, my sister uh, politely threw Spyro and Breath of the Wild at me. And so I was like, oh, well, I have some I have some things to do. Oh, if, if you think that Mario is a time suck, wait until you start playing Breath of the Wild. I... I it got is, killed will, by a something. I have no idea what I got killed by, and I was like, "You, you, I have, I don't have time for you right now." Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those games that you will invest weeks into. Yeah, but okay. it's also gorgeous and fun to play yeah, no, and super expansive. 
Beautiful. Well, listen, I appreciate the Nintendo Online membership only being like $4 a month because I've already dived all the way into like Tetris Online and then you can get all the old Super NES games in like the original like style. So I will probably be digging into some old games just for nostalgia's sake. That's the uh, other great thing about the Switch. Like there's so many games. And then, just like the Xbox, there's way more indie games on the switch oh, yeah. and like in smaller developers than there is on any other platform. Yeah. It, there's just, there were a bunch of indie titles that I was looking at also realized like they have really good deals. Like I will be uh, purchasing the Lego Harry Potter series. Oh yeah. They uh, got sales like every week. Oh yeah. They've got, ones. they've got years one through four and five through seven on sale as a package for like 20 bucks. Please stop. <laughs> I have I have um the Lego Marvel superheroes games on my Switch and they're really good. Stop. The Lego games are so amazing. Have you have you played any of the Lego games, Manir? No. You will get completely sucked in. They're Take super fun. They're, like the combat is more I satisfying, but they still have really fun puzzles. Listen, mm-hmm. I have a whole ass marriage and my you husband just, my husband is just resigned to oh, okay, so this bitch is just going to act like we not like like I'm not here for the next however long. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to play Batman. I guess I'm not here for however long. Yesterday, our house was so peaceful. I was on the sofa listening to iTunes playing Mario. He was downstairs enjoying his Xbox playing Batman. And the puppy was just like, but is anyone going to pay me attention? And we were like, no, no, figure it out, dog. So, yeah, this switch, I... I really kind of looked at everybody who was like losing their shit about getting one at first. Like, what is your calm down? That's not even a real game system. Like everybody knows Nintendo doesn't make game games. Um, I I will put it to you that they make the most game games. Yeah. And Nintendo's focus has always been on games and fun, not on graphics, not on, you know, multiplayer, not on a whole bunch of shit. Their shit is about, is this fun? Is this new? Is this cool? Are we advancing things? And that's always been Nintendo. Yeah, and and I'm I'm late to the party. Um, I can say with a ton of certainty that my Switch will get a lot more playing time than my Xbox for a while. Like I I just can't see myself like if I've got a choice of getting called the N word and a cunt on. Uh, listen, because that as, as a female gamer playing like Call of Duty, that's like that's just par for the course. Like that is what's what you're gonna get. So if I've got a choice between doing that. Or just telling Olivia to shut the fuck up and let's move through these levels. Or I'm just diving gonna, into into right. capitalism and debt in Animal Crossing and building your own little island world. Is that is that what is that happening? When you start, you take on a debt, and I'm I'm just saying, Tom Nook is a fascist. A right, I've got debt in real life. What do you mean? I don't, want that. I don't need I don't need but, game but this debt. debt is more adorable because it's given to you by a cartoon raccoon and his two children. Are so the children I, the dead? Oh, they they do. They're they're the the fucking leg men. They'll so break I'm your being thumbs. Strong armed by raccoons. <laughs> yep. I'm not okay with this. I don't know about this. Thank animal you for telling us now, though. <laughs> but it's fun and adorable, so you should do it. Uh, oh, so being being strong armed by raccoons is all good as long as they're cute raccoons. Why? Yeah, so you can uh, come to our you can come to our island and be like, ah, this. No, well, no, no. I, just have he this. Need to go, to go to his island. island. Go to his island. That's no, what no. it is. Well, that's nobody tells you. Everyone's island grows different fruits. 
So when you go to sell things, like if my island grows pears and your island grows apples, if I go to your apple, your island and get apples and bring it back to my island, they sell for much more money. So I have more money to buy dumb shit that I don't need. So you just really Commun- want us to be farmers for you to get different fruits now. Well, they just, grow, they just grow automatically. You don't have oh. to do anything. You okay. just have to open the gate and let me in. I'll come in. I'll steal a bunch of fruits. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> gotta, gotta push this capitalism, baby. I need these fruits. The people on my island don't have avocados, so it's a delicacy. Who's got avocados? You never know. Like sometimes it's it's like pears, apples. Avocados. Oh, and wait until you start farming like animals. You can you can farm spiders and sell spiders to the weird bug guy who shows up. No. Whoa, I don't know about that one. Mm, I don't want spiders. There's money to be made in this game. That sounds like slave labor. Get out of here, right? I don't like this. Also. The the new system you can upload your own textures and shit so you can decorate your house however you want if you want to make a dress with a specific design you can upload the texture yourself. I do like that. Yeah, you can. No, make whole ass like Adam's family houses because they can mm-hmm. change the wallpaper and shit and they can make their own custom furniture. I'm just saying you'll get lost in it. It's it's a good thing to do. No, I'm already I'm already lost in in being an origami person so. Nope. I got to get out of that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take one at a time here. A it's- little bit of rain and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure this out first. Oh, my gosh. Like I said, right. that pandemic came out of nowhere. Nintendo suddenly became super profitable. Look it up. No. No, I'm not going to. We are not going down this third eye wormhole with you. Um <laughs> out of Eric's corner and get into Manira's corner for a little bit because um I don't it's not, notice it's Manira's corner not Manira's grab bag because it's not a grab bag um but I did get my mom into the Umbrella Academy <gasps> yay did she like it uh she did first episode she was like ooh I think Diego's my favorite because of course little um, no brown boy she's gonna love Diego and I was like really and she's <laughs> like yeah and then Klaus came on the scene. And every five minutes, all I could hear was, oh, Klaus. Oh, Klaus. <laughs> and I'm like, go into, I'm walking past her room. And she goes, Manira, Klaus saw Dave. And I'm like, right, I know. Get out of it. Like, just get out of it. She's like, oh, no. And I'm like, I know. So Diego's your favorite? And she's like, no, I think it's Klaus. <laughs> like, it is Klaus. What do you mean? So yeah, she's she's loving it. She's Good. she's gonna be real upset when she's all caught up like everybody else in season three. You gotta wait at least a year if yeah. we're lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that was Manira's corner. That's it. So so no grab bag this week. We're sticking to just corners. No, apparently nobody else played Mario no. Paper or Paper Mario. I mean, well, listen, and that's cool because now if you've got a switch, we're pretty much letting you know. Download this game or go buy it. I I think that I'm for the most part I'm all about the digital games because oh yeah the, the days of losing cartridges and shit like I'm not here for that. Plus, not um, to mention like the Switch itself comes with like a 30 gig hard drive. If you go and get a micro SD card, you can get like a 500 gig SD card and just load it up with digital games. I should. Like, I think I might have a 500 micro SD card. Like if in not, a they're hella cheap now. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, download it, buy it, whatever, but it is a ton of fun. And also, if you do not have a Switch, like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put this out there. You know, we know that the new Xbox is about to come out, the PS5 is about to come out, and there are some people, 
not going to name anybody that legitimately will buy the PS five for one specific game that they are really incredibly excited about. I get it. Bitch, it's me. (laughs) It is him. I'm getting that Spider-Man Miles Morales. I don't care how much the system costs. Listen, you're not the only one. Literally. I have a child that was like, yep, start. I will start selling organs because I got to have it when it comes out because Miles Morales, I get it. I totally understand that. But if you are someone who enjoys playing games and isn't necessarily huge on a specific type of game, I would highly, highly recommend the Switch. Um, It is just way more fun than I thought it was going to be. And it's a lot more economical, quite honestly. Yeah, plus it's a portable system you can take anywhere. Yeah, Anywhere. And if someone's talking that shit and you need to throw hands in Smash Brothers, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Because that's always it. That's always a thing. I don't know that. I don't know that I need to be a part of that. Oh, oh every everyone does. You need you to pick your character. You need to get good. And then if someone comes talking that shit, you just bust out the 3D. I mean the the switch. Like boom, let's go right now. Mm-hmm. No. Dim hands. I'm too busy in Spiral Land. Catch him. Again, mm-hmm. Spiraland. <laughs> I live yes. with that. I so, live with that little dragon. <laughs> so listen, Nintendo does not sponsor this podcast. Nope, at um, all. They can or not. I mean, you can hit, yeah, hit me you, up, Reggie. You can. We're not making any money off of saying this, but like, legitimately, it is a great little system. Um, ton of games. Ton of fun, and definitely, if you already have one, go pick up Paper Mario. It's a great game. I second that. Well done, Maria. Yes, thank you. All right. Well, with that, guys, we want to thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please rate us, drop a review, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends, tell your not friends, do all that good stuff. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram for updates on our episode drops. Our handle is, uh, excuse me, our handle on both is. Are you you confused at not friends like (laughs) me? Because, I mean, that's literally anyone else that you don't know. Anyone uh-huh. you don't know is your not friend. <laughs> not friends are the motherfuckers that you allow to follow you on social media that you really don't fuck with, but you happen to go to high school with. So they follow you. So they're not really your friends, but you they are in your sphere of influence, which means you can influence them. So are they influence them. I mean, acquaintances. Some might. Yeah. Someone you know from high school who has four kids now and is trying to sell you some flat tummy tea. Yeah. Oh, you, so you sell them the podcast. There it is. Now, now you've got something to barter. I'll think about buying your tea if you go subscribe to this podcast. Here, let me get you on my pyramid scheme. You <laughs> go watch, listen to my podcast, and tell twenty of your friends, and then tell those twenty friends to tell twenty of their friends, and then I'll buy your fucking crystals or whatever the fuck you're selling this week. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like a legit plan. So, guys, we're we're, we're giving you the uh, the plan yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, you've got the blueprint. Just make it happen. Uh, as far as next week's episode, we're actually going to be switching gears and talking a little anime, specifically uh, the Netflix the Netflix original King and Ashura. The uh, Netflix. I love it. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Yeah, because the duck is now doing the advertisements for. If you guys aren't aware about this one, it is one of the Netflix originals uh, came out on Netflix, I think, a year, year and a half ago when they did this big push to having their own anime. Uh, There's only two seasons in about 24 episodes. So feel free to binge it before you hear us talk about it. But we're going to talk about it. Or if you if you've if you've already watched it, tell us what you thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I know several of our 
well, let's say if we have four listeners, at least two of our other listeners, um, I know have watched this. So definitely get into our DMs, let it, or on our, th- on our regular. Right. Posts. Why, why would they just need to slide into our DMs? <laughs> Don't invite that. They might want to pandemic DMs. Come on. Um, and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, you can send us questions, topics you'd like us to cover and feedback, uh, to our email address, which is concentratedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can drop us a message on our Facebook page which is a concentrated, I can't talk, concentrated podcast. Lastly, you can leave us a voicemail. Uh, if you're tired of typing and just want your voice to be heard, the phone number is 301-531-4393. Again, that number is 301-531-4393. And that is it for this week. Outside of our general reminders, wash your fucking hands, wear a mask, stay the fuck home. Doing a lot of work, Maria. uh, Comment if you think I should call the uh, the authorities on my oh, neighbors. No, don't do that. <laughs> yes, yes. Hold on, guys. Absolutely. If you listen to this episode, please, please, please go on Instagram and comment if you think that Eric should call the uh, local code enforcement, code enforcement office on his trash ass neighbors. Please stop. <laughs> and if this. you are listening and you are my trash ass neighbors, right. get those cars out of your fucking yard. Don't do this. We should we should put a poll up for this one. I like no. it. Yeah, no. let's do an Instagram poll. Let's do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna photo my shop with the Karen glasses. We're off the fucking rails. <laughs> what are you doing? Anyway, All right, yeah. you can see the oh. pandemic is getting to our brains. So we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Please. Don't be those people, guys. Bye. <laughs>